What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. The list of similarities between her and Riley keeps growing by the day. Cigar lover, record collector, and she too has never flown a kite. It's the one and only <laughs> Kite Virgin Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? And you're so wrong. What are you talking about? I've flown kites all my childhood. I thought when we were in Maine, you were like, I've never flown a kite. We should go to the beach and we should fly a kite. And then I we didn't say that. Your mom said she brought the kite for the kids. I know. And then I thought you were like, oh, I've never flown a kite. We should no. go. Oh. I said, I said, I, I want to go. Yeah. I've never flown a kite on the beach. Oh, okay. Have you flown one in, in downtown Vietnam? No, but I have flown one, or more than one, in the cornfields of the Czech Republic. <laughs> that seems very difficult. <laughs> what are you talking about? Children of the corn over here, just with kites flying <laughs> above the stalks? Well, we where I lived, and you know where I lived before my parents bought a house, it's like this apartment complex, huge apartment complex with different buildings and it's surrounded by the woods, as Natalie would say, the woods, and cornfields or sunflower fields or whatever they decide to put there each year. And there are roads within the field. So you just kind of run ah, across the field. Like a corn maze. Yeah, like a path. But it's like a straight path to get you from one side to the other. And you just run through it Got because it. you get a lot of you get a lot of air and a lot of winds around the cornfields. Interesting. Well that so seems like that's what's up. That seems like extreme kite flying. To me, you have all sorts of obstacles. You're going through a corn maze. You're flying a kite. <laughs> you guys do a big in the Czech Republic. You know what we call a kite in Czech? Mm. No, I actually don't. We call it the dragon. We're flying dragons. Why? It's called drak, dragon. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, I stand corrected. Teresa is a master kite flyer, apparently. <laughs> but yes, we never did it in Maine. And back to my point. Never flown that on a beach. Okay. Well, maybe next time. Well, there was one thing I never done that was on this episode that I thought you were going to go for. Um, Golden Shower was last episode. <laughs> okay. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it recently with you. Um, this is getting, this is, this sounds very sexual. Oh, 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 oh. The, um, the, the hand slapping game that yes. John Rell and David played. Yes. Yeah. Well, we did that in Maine. Did we? Look I at think us. we did that in, on the patio in Maine. I'm glad we did something in Maine. Yeah, we needed to fill our time with something since all those seals were hiding from Don't us. get me started. Big plans to go see a seal and then no, they were just in hiding all week. So we, we spent so much time trying to find the seals. Yeah. Not great. Not great. I don't understand. I don't understand. I really thought we we're going to see so many seals. People say, oh... Go to Maine, seals everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like seals on the coast, see seals outside of Starbucks, seals in swimming pools, <laughs> seals crossing the road, like yeah. seals everywhere. Well, that's not true. No, but thank you to our friends. We've gone on this rant multiple times now because we're still not over the <laughs> fact that we went to Maine and didn't see a seal. But our friends are sending us, oh, come here, come there. We've got seals. We've got sea lions. So yeah, all the California folks, I yeah. mean, lucky. Maybe we'll take you up on that offer. Keep the seals nearby. Yeah. Be there. There, is a, there are a bunch of seals. There is a castle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. California. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I think that's a song. All right. 
before we get into the meat of the episode, real quick, a little business. If you want extra bonus premium content, if you want to hear us talk about 90 Day the Other Way, you can on Patreon and Supercast. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Married to Reality.Supercast.com. Starting at the Cousins Club level for audio only. Family Affair level gets you audio and video plus a monthly bonus. And all levels starting at the $3 level are ad-free. So if you don't want ads, if you don't want this housekeeping, you can get on the premium feed and you won't have to hear it. So Patreon, Supercast, check it out. Check it out, guys. Also, Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Have a good time over there. We post memes. We post scheduling updates. We message with you guys, which is probably the most fun we have on Instagram. I message with you guys. <laughs> Teresa will not allow John me. is just lurking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you guys are saying. But yeah, that's on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. So make sure you're following us over there. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. It's so easy to do. Just look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's... It's hot. Yes, and I'm going to repeat myself because my smash it is the same as John's intro. As hot as the kites. Whoa. Look at us. Look at us. Simpatico. Thinking alike. Twinning. There you go. Twinning. Okay. Smash like it's as hot as those kites. And last but not least, you guys know we're a sucker for a little love. If you haven't left the review, please do. If you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on this podcast right here, the Monday podcast. Yep. All right. I have one I would like to read. All right. This comes to us from our friend Tita Teresita. Oh, hello, Tita Teresita. That name is just fun to say. Yes. Tita. My, I have a little friends from Mexico and Spain when I was no pair. Yeah. They did call me Teresita. Woo! Yeah. Sometimes Teresa and I do red leather, yellow leather before the show to warm up the old mouth. I might start doing Tita Teresita. Oh. Tita Teresita. Tita Teresita. I Very like fun. it. All right. Five stars or Love better yet. It. 100 stars. That's the title. Here we go. I'm not sure exactly why my phone isn't showing me stars to tap, but I hope that by the time I send this, I'll figure out that part because I want to give you five stars. Shoot, I'd give you 100 stars because the two of you have what it takes to make a successful podcast. Some podcasts are just annoying and sound like noise that I have to turn off. However, you guys speak great with each other. It's obvious the two of you have an amazing connection, and I see why you're married. After listening to your show, I've actually picked up new shows that I'm excited to watch. You've made me interested in seeing the shows and the people on the shows. Up until recently, I've only watched 90 Day Fiance, but there's many more shows out there that I now get to enjoy. Thank you for being a breath of fresh air. What a review! Tita Teresita. I love it. I'm also Teresita. So. One, one of my favorite <laughs> names and one of my favorite reviews right there. I love that. Oh, such a great review. Thank you. Thank you so much. Teresita. I, I'm glad we're not just a background noise. No, we don't want to be background <laughs> noise. All right. We love it. Thank you. Thank you, Tita Teresita. If you have not left a review, please do. If it's a five-star review, we'll read it on this podcast yes. right here. All right. How about a little 90 day, by the way? Go for it. I saw you working hard on your by the way, so they better be good. I was working hard. All right. Well, here we go. Number one, and I think you know about this one. Amanda was not on this week's episode of B90, but she was in the 90 day news. Oh, yeah. This week. Some dirt has been dug on old sweet Amanda, specifically an arrest that dates back to 2010. Okay, about 13 years ago, Amanda was arrested and charged with battery. Gee. <laughs> All right, Teresa is scared to even chime in over here. All right, well, have no fear, Amanda is not here. But 
this was reported by In Touch. She was arrested for allegedly attacking a woman named Kayla with a baseball bat. Jeez. All right. Incident took place took place in Florida. Classic. Shocker. <laughs> and allegedly, uh, Amanda and a man named Jeremiah drove up to a woman named Kayla and intentionally and repeatedly struck her while wrestling her to the ground. Now, Why? Okay. So according to Amanda, here's her side of the story. She and Jeremiah, they were driving home. They said, oh, we should stop by Kayla's house. We got to make amends. I guess there was some, some bad blood between them. So she said, let's stop by. Let's swing by. Let's make amends. Was Kayla banging Jeremiah? I don't know. Mm. But Amanda says she saw Kayla and another woman walking down the road as she was driving up. And Kayla had a baseball bat in her hand. And it was actually Kayla who started using the bat on Amanda first. So then Amanda had to get the bat and she claimed self-defense. That's Amanda's claim. That's like Candy Montgomery right there. Excuse me? The show we watched on HBO about Candy ah! Candy Montgomery. <laughs> candy Montgomery. Yeah, when mm-hmm. she came on her with an axe and they yeah. Candy turned it around. It seems a little less gruesome than that. Thank God. But yes, yes, exactly. Same story. Self-defense. It's a tale as old as time. So Amanda was rested and, and booked and ultimately had to serve community service and attend anger management courses. Okay. So. Maybe that's why she's so monotone and always seems very like extremely calm. Like she just has no emotions. The anger management. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little too much. Maybe a little too much. Yeah. One more reason. I say, run, Rasvin, run. Oh, yeah. Run, Rasvin, run. I wonder if he knows. I'm sure he does now. Well, yeah. I don't even think they are together, to be honest. I don't think so. He's probably like, whew, that was close. Dodged a a bat on that one. Yeah. She seems so innocent. Does she? I, I think she's got a checkered past. Like, she's tiny. I feel like... Oh, before I saw this, now I'm like, whoa, okay, I can, now I can see it. But before, I couldn't. There's certain people uh-huh. you encounter, I'm like, okay, like she can, like, she could take me. Oh, I could. If kinda, it came down to that. I would, I would steer clear of Amanda even before I read this story. Really? Oh, she's got something in the eyes. Does she have, does she have crazy eyes? Uh, well, not full crazy eyes, but yeah, you steer clear. I think so. And now we we have evidence that you should. Oh, a big evidence. Yeah. All right. That's, by the way, number one. By the way, number two. And this one is short but sweet, but worth mentioning. Match Me Abroad has been renewed for a second season. What? Yeah. Oh, Oh my gosh. I didn't know. I love breaking news for Teresa. Yeah. So a couple days ago, word came out. TLC officially renewed Match Me Abroad for a second season. I didn't know this. Match Me Abroad was TLC's top new show of the year. Ooh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, very successful. Yeah. So renewing it for a second season. There are no details really yet. So we don't know. Will the same matchmakers be returning? Will be the the same countries? Hmm. Here's my piece of advice. And and you kind of rolled your eyes and said, please, not the same matchmakers. I was doing, I was doing some research. Most of those matchmakers, I don't think their primary occupation is matchmaking. I think Katarina's is. 
So Katerina, she does have her own matchmaking business. It seems almost like a side hustle. She works or did work in events and event management, and she runs a business with her husband, John, yeah. who we saw on the show, the Center for Transformation, which yeah, is like that, a, that's what we saw. The self-development yeah. retreat. Yeah. yeah, so she's doing that. And so I guess, yes, in tandem, there's a matchmaking element to it, but she's not all matchmaker. Nina is like a stand-up comic in New York. What? Did you know that? Wait, I thought she lives in Morocco. According to her Instagram, she's at the comic strip. She's at other clubs in New York performance. She didn't strike me like a funny person. No. If I had to, if I had to guess, if he told me one of the matchmakers was a comedian, I would be like, "That's Juan. Yeah, he's Juan. just he's just trying." <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't even dig deep on Juan because I don't think he is a real matchmaker. But yeah, so my piece of advice for season two: get real matchmakers. Well, I. I would like to see Katarina again because well, I would like to go to Czech again. Yes, and I, I can understand how it's not their primary job because just think about it. We live in the age of apps and True. online dating. I don't think there is a huge market for matchmakers. True. I think there is a market, but I think a lot of people would rather sign up for a free app or pay three dollars a month than to pay big money to a matchmaker unless you're going for something very specific, like dating from outside of the state, for dating from a different country. Like I do understand that. But again, overall, I think majority of people who decide to enter the dating pool go for the apps first. Yeah, I agree. So let's see. I'm excited. I definitely want to see who's returning, if anyone's returning. If no one's returning, that's fine. I'll still watch, and I'm sure we'll cover it. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. The reason we're here, Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 Days Season 6, Episode 12. Woohoo! I think Riley should have rode off into the sunset with Motorcycle Tommy, but <laughs> that's not the case. He's going to try to make amends with Violet. I don't understand why, but let's follow along. That makes the two of us, because Riley says... Well, after I talked to Tommy, I realized I probably should have apologized to Violet. So I unblocked her and messaged her. How did she know to unblock him? That's the thing. There's a lot of logistics that need to happen here yes. for this for this communication to even take place. So I don't know what to believe. Maybe Riley told production, hey, I'm trying to reach out to Violet. But hey, it happened. He reached out. He said, I want to apologize. I want to try to move forward. So he messages her and they meet up. He's got a big bouquet of flowers. Yes. And he apologizes. He owns up to his mistakes that he made during that call with Tiffany, which, yeah. which was horrible. I, I, I gave him a lot of shit for it because to put Violet in such position where you have your friend yelling at her and you're yelling at her to answer your friend was horrible. Yeah, it was dumb, especially because the purpose of that evening was to have a nice date night. Exactly. So he's clearly at fault. It's good that he's apologizing, but I would say apologize and then hop on the back of that motorcycle and ride off because <laughs> to apologize and try to make this relationship work is futile, but he's going to do what he wants to do. Well, speaking of that motorcycle and Tommy, he now understands that it was wrong for him to have his friend 
asking her these questions because she's not family. And in Vietnam, only families can do it. So her mom coming at him, that was okay. Tiffany, however, coming at her, not, not okay. Yeah. Riley, I think, makes a good point and apologizes. Violet, not so quick to accept the apology. She's like, I receive your flowers, but I don't think I can forget what you did. Well, she says that I don't find your apologizing sincere. Yeah. Yeah. So Riley's like, all right, well, then if this whole conversation is going to be that I'm wrong and you have no fault, I don't I don't know where we go from there. And Violet's like, yeah, well, it is your fault. It's not my fault, which I don't know if this is her tough exterior that she's trying to portray like yep it's all you it's not me I can make fun of you you can't make fun of me but like just own up to to the fact that yeah maybe you were acting a little out of line yeah too I that's the only I mean I can't tell you how many times probably people apologize when they don't even mean it just like okay Let's just end this. Let's just, okay, I'm sorry, right? Yeah. She can't even do that. She can't even pretend that she's sorry. Well, it could be her culture, but I think she's also, some people don't see when they're at fault, right? True. My dad, great example. No matter how, if he sees it or he doesn't, he never apologizes. But I think he does see it, but he's just so stubborn that he won't. And that's what I'm saying. Even if you don't see it or do see it or whatever, Look at the situation you're in and say, okay, this guy flew from another country to be here with me. He's apologizing. He's got flowers. Just say, all right, I'm sorry too. Let's move forward. Even if you don't mean it, just say it. Yeah, she should have, but you could you could see Riley swallowing all his pride to just be like, okay, that's fine. It's all my fault. Let's move forward. And he tells the camera saying, well, I'm not like... 100% sure that she's telling me all the truth, that this is going to work. But I have four days left. I just need to I need to give in and see. Dude, you are so unhappy. You're so unhappy. You should just call Tommy, do some sightseeing, and go back home. A couple of the season, really. Tommy and Riley at this point. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, well, okay, how can we move forward? I'm very open and honest with you. You're not open and honest with me, but I'm trying here. So how can we make it work? And Violet says, well, I'm not always open and honest. I don't always answer you because my English is not good. So from now on, if you have tough questions, write it down and we can translate it. Okay. I have something to say. Her English is not good. I don't understand half of the things she says, Thank God for the subtitles, right? Sure. So her English is not good, but I think she understands more than she speaks. And talking about tough, let's say tough questions, I think she understands if he asks like, hey, are you still on the app? That's that's the tough question, number one. Yeah. Hey, are you still married? That's the tough question, number two, that he wants to ask her. Or, hey, are you cheating on me? He He's not trying to talk about tax returns from 2021. Like, he's trying to talk about something that can be easily understood. So you tell me from your perspective, because you are ESL. If we were in this, <laughs> if we were in this situation and I was asking you tough questions... Wouldn't you recognize they were tough questions? And at that point, wouldn't you say, hey, 
I I want to make sure I'm understanding or I want to make sure I'm clear. Let's go to the translator. Or would you not even know if it was a tough question until I translated it into Czech? Well, right now, obviously, I know. Obviously. Well, I think I I would try to figure it out because I'm I just I don't give up. Yeah. But I would if I didn't understand and then there was someone needed me to answer something, I would ask. I would be like, Hey, right. like I I don't I don't know what you're saying. Right. I wouldn't just try to make something up or ignore you. Well you wouldn't just say, Okay, well every time you have a question that you think might be tough, just write it down. It's like, Well, no, I want to be able to communicate verbally and then I would hope you would say Hey, I don't I don't know if I'm fully understanding or I want to make sure my response is accurate. Let's translate. Yeah, it. I think she understands the questions. Maybe she would have a hard time explaining it if it's if it gets complicated. For example, yes, she's still married, but maybe in Vietnam it's not that easy to get a divorce or it takes forever or maybe they have some sort of an agreement and who knows right so this would be a tough conversation to have if you if your English isn't good but yeah she just needs to come out and say it be like hey I'll, I'll tell you but I need a translator it's one more thing she's just putting on Riley yeah it's, it's your fault you you misbehaved you were rude and also now you need to make sure you write everything down it's like no how about you take a little responsibility a little ownership of your misunderstandings sometime and say hey wait i think at this point we should translate yeah i don't like violet's personality i would like riley if he wasn't as intense and wasn't even trying he's always trying to find what's wrong like oh you're nice to me but why yeah. like and I get it. He was hurt in the past, but he's one of the people who can bring the past to the present and it's just not doing it any good. Yeah. So as you said, Riley says, I'm here for another four days. I want to move forward. Let's let's try. Let's see if we can make it work. So new day. Riley is getting ready to go visit Violet's temple. So he wants to look fantastic. Yeah, so he's wearing that traditional Vietnamese outfit. He's ironing it first. <laughs> Kudos to him. I was getting PTSD, though, watching him iron because I was thinking about Tyree ironing that sweater. <laughs> anytime I see an iron now, you know I'm a huge fan of the steamer. So now anytime I see the iron, I get a little, ooh, little uncomfortable. It's in the past. Yes. Anyways, so yeah, he's getting ready to go to the temple. And once again, they're meeting at the destination. I don't think they've ever driven together in a car. Like Riley and Tommy have taken more transportation together than Riley and Violet. <laughs> they always just meet at the destination. Well, she doesn't live near the hotel, so. Spend as much time as you can together. I feel like go meet somewhere, travel together. Well, if I they liked each other, they probably would. Very true. But, okay, here's the craziest part of this whole thing. They meet. She loves that he's wearing the outfit. And then we learn that she's not a Buddhist. She just enjoys going to the temple for an escape. Yes, which is interesting to me because I'm like, okay, why aren't you a Buddhist? It then? is interesting. It's right? not something I don't think we can solve, but I kind of see where she's coming from. Like there's a lot of aspects of religion that I appreciate. Like I appreciate the stories and I appreciate the morals and some of the lessons, right? There's a lot of it I don't 
appreciate or connect to. And so I think she's just finding certain aspects of it. And, and the temple is a place to escape and pray and think. And so she's not all in on the religion, but I think she just takes takes the parts she can benefit from. Okay. Yeah. I, I do like the stories too, but they're all made up. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I see. That's where I draw the line between me and the religion, right? I Yes, you're right. I read the children Bible. The stories are cool, but I read it as fairy tales, right? Yeah. But I think you can watch a, a movie that's fiction and be inspired oh, yeah. by this. So I don't think things have to be nonfiction to benefit from them or to be inspired by them or, or take lessons from. True. I just, again, I just found it interesting for myself, right? I'm not religious. I do like to go to see like big old churches and cathedrals in Europe for the architecture. Mm-hmm. I don't pray there, but I like to go in to take a look. Yeah. So, but she, that's not what she's doing. She says, I'm not a Buddhist, but I come here because I pray. It makes me feel good. I can meditate. I find peace, which is great. But it's, these two don't go together. Yeah. I mean, I kind of wish she expounded upon that a little bit, but maybe there's parts of Buddhism that she doesn't agree with, or maybe she hasn't, was not raised Buddhist. And so she takes some of the practices and the learnings but she's not truly Buddhist. I don't know. It's a good question. That sounds good. I feel like for me, and this is how I see things personally, when you're, you are either religious or you're not, you're either in or you're out. I don't think you can be half half religious. Of course there's, there's literally varying degrees of religion. There is conservative, there's orthodox, there's reform, there's true, but all of them believe Yes. You don't, you don't, you, you're not religious and you say, yeah, I do all that, but like, I don't really believe like that's no, those two just clash. So that's, that's, that's right. just how I see things. All right. Well, we're not going to get to the bottom of this, but if you know Colin, let us know what you think. Well, Riley likes it. He also feels the peace mm-hmm. and he's enjoying this experience and I'm loving it because this is the best time they've ever had together. Yeah. And so they prayed, they do their thing. And Violet asks what Riley prayed for. And he says, well, I prayed that I don't hurt anyone with my words or my decisions. Violet prayed for her family and also for them. Nice. So then they're walking and they see this wall of names and it's people who gave money and they put their name up and Riley's like, oh, that's cool. Can we do that? And they do. So they donate, they write their names on this pink piece of paper and they hang it up. And yeah, this is the first solid day they've had together. Yep. But, Probably the last. But there's still things they need to talk about. Yes. And she has some sort of a secret because she says, well, there's still things I need to discuss with Riley, but I don't know how to tell him. See, I don't know. This next day we see them go flying a kite. Yeah. And I kind of think this was what she needed to discuss. I thought this was the big, ooh, how do I approach? How do I ask? How much money do you have in your bank account? Well, it wasn't that difficult because she came out and say, how much money do you have in your bank account? (laughs) No, this is one of those tough, tough conversations that you think you'd want to use a translator for. But nah, she's like, how much you got? And it's ironic because if someone asked me, 
I would say go fly a kite. <laughs> Do you know that that saying? I don't. Oh, it's like get lost. Enough. Oh. Like go fly a kite. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. So Anyways. She asks, very blunt, how much do you have in your bank account? Can you support me? I'm surprised he answers because I wouldn't. Do you think... He says $100,000. Okay. He says if I add up all my assets, which yes. means maybe he counts his scar. Maybe he... Uh, maybe I, I think he counts his 401k. Maybe he has some other stuff. Like he said, when I add up all my assets and stocks. Did he say assets? I thought he said savings and investments. Maybe. So I don't think he's counting. I don't think he's counting car. I don't think he's counting home. But yeah, I think savings account. I think if he's got anything in stocks, 401k. 401k. Sure. Sure. Is it all liquid? Yeah, the 401k you could liquefy, but there's obviously penalties to it. So I don't know. He says 100000 Let's believe him because he does say that's really not a ton in America. So it's not like he's trying to flex Yeah, because he goes 100K, but that's not a ton in America. But I make broke look really good. So he's he's saying I have enough to support you. Doesn't he have a decent job? Yeah, I think he, he worked has, for the government. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not making UPS money. <laughs> he <but> could be. <laughs> he could be. But yeah, I think he's got a decent job i mean he has a house like it's not like he lives on the street trying to get her to move to the u.s right right like he's he not he's not who's uh nicole he's not nicole oh nicole he, he doesn't have to beg anyone to sponsor yes violet he could do it on his own plus violet once if, if she does come they do get married once her work visa kick in like she can also do something she needs to work on her english mm -hmm. but yeah but she's able-bodied she could yeah do something so okay so she asked this tough question then riley feels like well now it's my turn to ask the tough questions and he brings up well we when we had our big fight you texted my dad a lot of bad things about me do you regret it a very simple easy to answer question that once again violet Will not. She refuses to take any responsibility, see any fault in her actions. And she's like, well, no, I, I, how is it my fault that I said these things about you, that I picked up my phone and texted your dad? I don't see how that's my fault. And then she tells the camera, like, his dad needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you are, you're taking ownership of it. It is your fault that you said those things. No one forced you to say those things. And Riley's like, okay, well, that's not even what I'm saying. I'm not saying asking you that. I'm asking if you regret it. And she just goes, no. <laughs> Maybe this is one of those conversations that needed <laughs> translating because, again, just I, I want people to say what they mean and mean what they say. But sometimes it's just easier to say, I'm sorry. Or sometimes it's just easier to say, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Well, but if that person believes that it was OK, then. Of course they're going to come out and be like, yeah, no regrets. <laughs> and then she doubles down as she tends to do. She goes, you know, I have a nickname for you. You are the king kill feelings. You always kill my feelings. You always kill my feelings. Yeah. <sighs> this relationship is doomed. So doomed. Well, I don't know. I was just going to add, I do talk to your parents behind your back too, but not about you. And if it is about me, I, I hope you would take ownership of what you're saying. And it's usually, I would hope, 
positive things. I would never complain to your parents about you, first of all. Yeah. I would no, complain to you about you. <laughs> it's very immature what Violet did, and it's even more immature that she can't take ownership. Mature or immature? It's immature. Immature. And it's even more immature that she's not owning up to it and doing what she needs to do. She's unwilling to say, my bad. I'll do what it takes for us to move forward and be happy. I know time is running out. And if she's this stubborn this early on in the relationship, I feel like it's only going to get worse. This is when you're on your best behavior. This is when you're like, yep, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm wrong. And then a year into the relationship, you're like, no, are you kidding me? I'm right. But maybe it's good because now he gets to see who she really is. If she was playing nice this whole time, but that was her true nature, then she moves to the U.S. and just turns into this. And then Riley would be like, fuck. That's a good point. That's a great point. Unfortunately, Riley doesn't seem to care. He's oh, he cares. <laughs> he cares. I think he's holding it all in because he has four days left to figure this out. True. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about woo, the ray of light on this season. Sheila and David? No. Yeah. Is that who you have next? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, I have Gina and Jasmine. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quick segment. It's the ray of light. It's, it's the golden stream. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Gina and Jasmine. And I, I've always said the couple that trims their nose hairs together stays together. Well, let's see about these two. How fast does your nose hair grow that you're bringing a nose hair trimmer on vacation with you? Like how long was Gino planning to go to Panama? Yeah. Was it how long? It's like your your armpit hair. They just grow super fast. Extremely fast. No, I have nose hair. If I were to trim it, I don't think I would need to trim it again for like a year. I would trim every single day. Your nose? I've never done that. I probably should. I don't think it grows. I mean, listen, m maybe I'm fortunate, but my nose hair does not grow that quickly that I would be packing a nose trimmer with me to go on vacation even if it was three, four weeks, I don't know. I mean, if nose hair grew as fast as your leg hair or your armpit hair, then yeah, every two days. Yeah, all right. Anyways. Just to be sure, if you want to have it smooth as a baby. Seems like things are going well between the two of them. Yes. So they're, they're going to go on a walk and... Gino is like, oh, so uh, we had a good weekend. Wait, that's not my Gino's voice. What's my Gino's voice? Oh, <laughs> so we had a good weekend. There it is. Do you think you're pregnant? You kind of look it. <laughs> well, he's turning into Violet now. Yeah. With the heckles. First of all, why is Jasmine's hair look like she lives in 1999? Apparently, what's well, old is new again. I, I said it on the last resort episode with those 90s glasses that everyone's wearing. So, yeah. This is horrible. I had those stupid clips shaped as butterflies. My oh. mom always put it in my hair. I hated it, especially when you fell asleep and you napped on that thing. Mm hmm. Hurts. Yikes. I hated it. It looks so bad, especially on a, someone who's in their mid 30s. Girl, just. And she can she can step up her game look-wise, so don't do this. All right. Well, maybe Gino couldn't afford those expensive extensions, and so she's doing what she wants to do with the hair she does have. I think she can do better. All right. Come well, back to this century. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the things that really stick in your craw 
I, I'll never understand. Well, I'm a, I'm a girl who I think has a good style. So seeing something like this, first of all, brings me way back to the times that it was popular and I hated it. Mm-hmm. Plus, it does not look good. Let's just let's just put it out there. It does not look good. All right. That's your opinion. Let's keep it moving. Should I? Is this what turns you on? Try it. Butterflies in my hair? Try it. I don't like butterflies. Fair enough. Okay. Anyways, so they're starting to talk about kids. And Gino apparently really wants kids. He really wants to have a child with Jasmine. Jasmine is the one who's a bit more reluctant. Yes, because she has two kids. Let's not forget, we've never met them. Mm-hmm. We don't know who they are. I don't think they live with her. I don't know how often she sees them. But apparently never... she stole those butterflies from her daughter and oh, is wearing them I think now. she has two sons. Oh, well, there you go. But she says, well, it's really hard to raise kids. Babies are tough. Like, it's just tough and I've done it. But Gina's confused because apparently this... This is something they've been talking about since day one. It's not something we've really heard, right? We've never heard the children conversation. Oh, we have. From them? Oh, yeah. Gina always wanted to have kids. See, I don't... This that was his big thing. Why didn't he... They have- were trying to get pregnant la- on the last season. He arrived and he's like, no condom, just blue pills. Let's do it. And she said no. She was still on her birth control. Why is he not banging her then if he's trying to have kids? It doesn't make any sense. Well, they banged seven times and this is the first time he's ejaculated. Well, it's because I don't think, I don't think he just wants to have a kid with someone who might not be his future wife if things go south as they tend to do mm. so I think they were trying to find some common grounds and now things are good as Gino said so how about we talk talk about babies again yeah Jasmine was actually making a lot of sense Jasmine was being very logical when she was saying you know I have kids I know what it takes and if you don't have a strong relationship kids will make things worse oh yeah this is v- Jasmine making all the sense this episode but also Jasmine admitting that their relationship is not that good no no and also we saw the previews too so my question though is if Gino has wanted kids for so long did he try with his ex do we know I don't know there was no mention of that no I'm really having amnesia because I don't remember Gino wanting to have yeah. kids that badly. He did. Huh. So Jasmine basically says, yeah, I don't think we're ready. The relationship's not right. And Gino's like, well, why are you just telling me this now? And Jasmine goes, well, you weren't able to ejaculate before. But now <laughs> that you can, we have some things to discuss. Well, Jasmine is also worried about the help because she's like, look, I get help with my boys all the time. Mm-hmm. So who's going to help me? And Gino says he plans on retiring early to spend time with the kids and his family can help too. Yeah, which, Uncle Marco, Dana. Which is something Jasmine does not want to hear. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. It, it's your fault that you peed on him in the first place, Jasmine. That's what got him going. So if you didn't want him to ejaculate, maybe you should have. <laughs> not giving him the shower. Well, let's see how this is going to turn out. Let's see. All right. Before we move on, I think we should take a quick break. We will tell you about our sponsors for this episode, and we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. Come here. Let me slap your hands. 
<laughs> I slap something else while you're over here. What is it called? Slap game? It's probably what it's called, yeah. Okay. No, like a fancy, fancy name? Maybe. I like slap game. Okay. Well, we're talking about Sheila and David, if you didn't know. Yes. Sheila, David, Amy and John Rell. Yes. It's a it's a carpool lane kind of trip. It is a full car. They're heading to the beach. They're going to have a family outing. Yes. And obviously, Amy's there to help the conversation going, which is good because otherwise, I don't think they would have a lot to talk about. No. And it would turn into just Sheila and John Rell probably talking and David keeping to himself. But really, what this trip is about, Sheila wants to see how David and John Rell get along. Yes, because John Rell's dad is basically non-existent in his life. Yeah, yeah. They don't go anywhere. He doesn't see him often. So she really wants a father figure for him. So let's see how David, how David's going to do. And so Amy goes, hey, David, do you want to ask John Rell some questions? And David is like, I don't, I don't know. And then he asks about sports, which is classic, right? Yeah, what sports or games do you like? Basketball, volleyball, and that's it. Uh-huh. And, okay, do you have any other questions for John Rail? Not really. <laughs> <sighs> he tried. But he saves it by starting to play the slap game. Yeah, he took... John Rell's hands. And at first I was like, that's not great. You had one question. Okay. But maybe he was realizing I don't like communicating through Amy. I want to make more of a real connection, yeah. a personal connection. So he takes John Rell's hands, puts them out, and then, yeah, starts doing that slap game yeah. where you're trying to slap the top of the hand before the other person can pull their hands away. And at first I was like, I don't know. Is John Rell going to like this? Here's He's this, loving it. Here's this guy I don't know touching me, slapping me. And yeah, he loved it. He had a great time. They ended up doing like thumb wrestling and putting each other in headlocks and <laughs> noogies. And yeah, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful car ride. Yeah. And Sheila's happy seeing this, right? So they get to the beach and David goes into the ocean with John Rail, just splashing water at each other. And Sheila's just, this is beautiful. Do you think John Rail was peeing in the ocean? To me, it looked like he... Ran straight to the ocean and assumed the position. And I was like, John Rell, you are totally peeing right now. I didn't think that. Oh, yeah. I also like people should not pee in the ocean. Eh, we've all done it once or twice. Yeah, but don't do that. All right. Don't do that. That tracks the fish. I don't know if that's true. I if I was a fish, I oh. saw something warm. I would probably want to check it out. All right. Well, back to the. The fun and the sun. Yeah, they're splashing each other. They're swimming around. And David's really making some progress. With yeah. John. They're really forming a bond. I honestly think after this episode, David and John Rell have a better relationship than David and Sheila. I think David and Sheila have a good relationship. I just think that she now feels like, well, I, I want to make my life better. Can David do that is David the one to do that right mm. plus I think she's upset that she doesn't know sign language and then there is Amy all the time I think she's just kind of on on the edge plus her mom passed away I do think they have a good relationship she just needs to learn to communicate with him yeah John Rell said oh now I kind of want to learn yeah. some sign language which was great but yeah 
I almost feel like Sheila has reprioritized what she's looking for. I think pre her mom passing, she was probably looking for love. Yeah. And and probably a father figure for John Rell. But yeah, now it seems like she's reprioritized to a little bit more of a financial yeah. angle and, and thinking, I don't want to die poor. I don't want to die like my mom. I don't want to live in, and maybe it's, I don't want to live in poor conditions because we see what that can lead to. Yeah. My mom literally died because of the condition our house is in. Yeah. So she's kind of reprioritized, I think. And and she's putting finances first. Yeah. So after a beach, they go to a restaurant. And of course, Amy's there, right? And they're talking about the day, about the beach. And John Rail really enjoyed spending time with David. Loved it. Which is great. Yeah, everyone's in good spirits. John Rail is opening up. They're having fun. And Sheila asks, David, are you willing to be John Rell's second father? And, and he, says, he does. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I want him to know he's not alone. John Rell completes our family. It's beautiful. Everyone's feeling good. It's uplifting. It's optimistic. And then David says, John Rell, would you want to move to America? Mm, nope. <sighs> oh. But also, you cannot put it on a kid that doesn't really know, right? All he's thinking about is like, oh, my friends. He yeah. doesn't see the opportunities he would have. Sure. And so David says like, well, we'll have a good time. There are a lot of activities. You'll learn English. And apparently Sheila and John Rell have talked about moving to the States. But John Rell's scared. So Sheila's just hoping, okay, he'll, he'll change his mind. He'll come around eventually. And Sheila says, well, David, do you even have an extra room in your house? And David does not, but says, if you guys move, we'll find the room. Yeah, we'll they will need happen. to find a better apartment. Yeah, yeah, which is money. It is which money. Which is money that even Sheila wonders, do you have? Can you make it happen? And David says, well, it's my responsibility to take care of you guys. I'll, I'll figure it out. I love you guys. I'll do what it takes. Yes. So hopefully it would be good. Yes. This is a couple I am rooting for. Me too. And I think David makes decent amount. She, he still sends money to the Philippines, which he won't have to do. I well, would just. Here's what I was going to say. I would feel bad if I was Sheila and John Rell leaving dad. I know. Because mom's gone now. So dad's all alone. So can you really leave dad behind? Do you set him up in, in a place or do you bring him with? Like They can't just bring him <sighs> with. I it's, know. It's a long process. But do you really see Sheila leaving her dad all alone now? I can see that. She wants the better life. I guess. I guess. But it's sad. It's sad no matter how you slice it. It is sad, but I think they could make it work because Sheila is capable of working, right? Mm -hmm. So when she gets her visa, her English is really good. Yeah. So she would find a job so they can definitely find a two-bedroom apartment and live happily ever after. All right. Let's see if they make it the happily ever after. Yes. Who's next? Misha oh. and Nicola. Misha and Nicola. Nicola. They're going fishing. How biblical, right? Why? Te teaching Misha. Because that's like a part of the Bible. What? There's fishing? A whole, there's a whole segment on, right? You teach a man to fish. 
Don't look at me. You teach a man to fish and he's set for life. Or something I was like. down for the, the Noah's Ark, all the animals entering sure. the boat. Sure. Then when that guy opened up the ocean, that was a fun story. Part the Red Sea. Yeah. Eh. And that's as far as I go. Okay. All right. Well, there are some other stories in there. One about fishing. <laughs> okay. So, so, th- so there they are. And these two have probably had the best adventures of any couple this season. Forget how they're doing as a couple. The activities they've been doing, I think, are wonderful. They're fishing, which is amazing. They're going to these towns with amazing views and restaurants. They're going clubbing. They're finding stray cats and petting those. <laughs> Shout out to my meme. Shout out to the meme. <laughs> I think they're having a great time. Whether they're having a great time together, that's to be determined. But I think they're having great experiences. For sure. So Misha falls and like hits her knee and it starts bleeding. It's not bad at all. So she's like, yeah, let me just let just let the ocean to heal it, which is what I would do too. Ocean heals. Yes, unless unless it bleeds a lot, but it, it was, didn't seem like it. It was kind of bloody. But Nicola is like, absolutely fucking not. You need a Band-Aid. Let's get a Band-Aid. Let's get out. Band-Aid, Band-Aid. Nicola, Nicola be happy that she's not throwing, that she's not crying and yeah. tears and hysterics. Like, you should be like, all right, this is awesome. She's she's handling it. And she's she's enjoying fishing because like, no, I wanna keep fishing. Like yeah. let me keep fishing. Yeah. I don't Good think they her. caught I don't think they caught anything. No, I don't I think fishing is about I would love to go fishing. I know. I know. It's Maybe about the experience and just relaxing. I would go fishing there. That seemed beautiful. Very peaceful. Yeah. But I don't know. John doesn't want to touch the fish. Well, keep that between us. <laughs> I used to I used to I had a pond in in the neighborhood that I grew up in, and me and my buddy would fish, and I would catch once in a while. I'd catch there something. There are fish in that pond? Yeah. Oh, huh. yeah. They're little sunnies, and there may have been bass. And I would catch once in a sea while. bass? Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that a Dumb and Dumber reference? <laughs> no, it's not. I just, you said bass, and all, the only bass I know is a sea bass. Oh. So I said it, and I realized that there is no way there is a sea bass in your pond. There's no sea bass in a freshwater pond, no. But, long story short, I would, in my tackle box, I had my tackle, I had my hooks, I had my line. I also had one of those yellow dish gloves. <laughs> because in the, in the event that I did catch a fish, I would strap on that glove to be able to hold the fish and remove it off the hook because I did yeah, I didn't want a bare hand. I don't Why don't you want to touch the fish? I don't want to raw dog that slimy pond fish. <laughs> I think if it was I think if it was like an ocean fish, I would touch yeah. it. But I know what's in that pond. It's disgusting. I mean it cannot be that disgusting if there are fish. <laughs> have you seen those fish? I have not. Yeah. I've only seen the ducks They're and the creatures. beaver. Those fish are creatures. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we can go somewhere. Sometime. All right, or maybe we'll fish on that pond. No, it's not. <laughs> so, okay, they finish fishing and they sit down to talk. And tomorrow's the big day. Misha is going to meet the family. It's actually yes. going to happen. Mom, brothers, it's all happening. Because she pushed Nicola to a corner that he finally agreed. Yeah, and he's nervous about it. It's ridiculous, and I don't know if it's his English, but let's say it's not. The way he talks about it, he's like, yeah, Misha, 
Uh, I'm not very excited because my mom's gonna hate you because uh, let's not forget you're divorced. You have two kids. Oh, my mom's gonna hate you. And you've had sex? So, yes, you're not a virgin. And I'm like, if you told me this, I'm like, oh, I am not meeting your mom. Like, you telling me going into this, being nervous to meet your family, you are telling me that they're gonna hate me. That's horrible. Yeah. And on top of it, he kind of wants her to hide who she is. And I was happy. She's like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie about who I am. So please try to be as proud of me as I am of me. And Nicola is like, Misha, I'm just trying to protect you because my mom's going to say a lot of rude things about you. <laughs> Which is okay. Maybe she will, but you're trying to protect yourself, Nicola. You don't want your mom to start saying things about you. I feel like. At this stage of his life, when he's approaching 50, it's time to ignore your mom and just, you do you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's get to the family meeting. And Misha's wondering what to wear, right? So she she asks Nicola, oh, you're, you're dressing casually. What should I wear? I find it comical because... What do you care what Nicola says? You saw a wedding that you weren't invited to and we're all of a sudden like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm so underdressed for this wedding that I'm not invited to. Like you clearly are going to wear what you want to wear and what you think is appropriate to wear. Well, Nicola says, well, you should dress up like you're going to church. That's, That's good. That's, I feel like that's what a restaurant should say from now. You know, there's like, there's business casual, there's formal. It's like church. Well, people dress up for church? Some people. Oh, I didn't know. Some people. So people in America dress up for church, but they don't dress up when they go to a theater? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You wear, I mean, I think some people go casual to church, but a lot of people wear a nice button down. If you're a man, a tie, some slacks. Okay. It's a formal. I didn't know. It's a formal affair. Never been. Yeah. You've never, oh, you've never been to him. Yes, you have. I've never been to an American church. Why would I go? We go. We were just at one in Sedona. That one's more casual because those well, are a bunch of I went tourists. there because apparently my grandpa loved it and he passed away a long time ago. So we went there to light up a candle for him because that's what you do in the church. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Paid $5, light up the candle. I, yeah. Everyone was hiking. So everyone was wearing yeah. hiking gear. Yeah. So that doesn't count. That's a more casual yeah. church. But okay. Anyways, back to this meeting. They arrive. Misha's got herself a big bouquet. She's going to give and a bomboniera. A bomboniera, yes. Classic move. Big box of American chocolate. My grandma loves those lints. Those bowls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More of a Russell Stover guy. Not sure what that is. No. Okay. Um, what else? Russell Stover, lint, Godiva. Oh, Godiva's Godiva. good. Yeah. I always like those, like, it's like milk chocolate and white chocolate mm. mixed together in a shape of a shell. Okay. That's the classic bomboniera. All right. All right. Well, she's got it all. Misha's coming with all the gifts. All the gifts. So they're inside and, and Misha's like, translate that. It smells good. Like, t- tell your mom it smells good. Like she is a good person to introduce your parents. Like she's very nice. She's very yes. polite. She wants to talk. 
She doesn't just want to sit there and see what happens. She's there to have a conversation. Yeah, and Nadia is pretty okay at first with Misha. She tells the camera, oh, yeah, she looks cute. She looks friendly. I don't know why she's here. But Which is Nicola's <laughs> fault. Totally. So They, like, sit down, like, Nic- Nicola and Misha and mom. And Misha says, Nicola, I want you to translate for me. I want to talk to your mom. Mm-hmm. And Nicola's like, oh. All of a sudden, mom stands up. She's like, I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna make some vine leaves. Bye. And she leaves. Yeah, because she doesn't know what she's doing there. Yeah. It's all on Nicola. Yeah. So Misha's like, let's watch her making these wine leaves. Vine leaves. Yeah. Damn it. I actually love those. It's very Greek. Um, and all of a sudden the brothers come. Andy and Mickey. Full house. Who this? Mom finishes the leaves. So it's time to sit down, eat, and chat. Yes. And everyone's in good spirits, but Nicola feels like, if I explain who Misha is and why she's here, everything is going to fall apart. Well, Nicola is a coward because they're just sitting there and Misha's, Misha's smiling at everyone. She wants to talk. Luckily, one of the brothers was like, so who are you? We don't know anything about you. And Misha is asking Nicola to translate so his mom also knows yeah. what's going on. And Nicola's like, no, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to tell people my business. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's the reason you were there. You're not going to translate what she says so your mom can be part of this conversation? He goes, I don't need to talk about my private life. You speak English. You can talk. It's so disrespectful. It's it's pretty crazy. It's like, okay, fine. You want to meet my family? Here. And he brings Misha to meet the family, but refuses to actually form any sort of conversation, create any sort of moment where she, Misha can feel like, okay, I'm not a secret anymore. You are going to share who I am with your family. It's like, no, you can, you want to meet them? You want to look at them? Look at them, but we're not going to tell them who you are. I feel bad. I feel bad for her because... She really wants to get to know them. And listen, it's not like she killed someone. She was married before and has two kids. So what? She's in her mid-40s. Yeah. What do you expect, Nicola? You want to find a 40-year-old virgin? Well, that's Michael Scott. (laughs) And I don't think there are that many of them living out there, right? Yeah. So why is it such a big deal? Yeah. If it doesn't matter to you, Nicola, which it doesn't because she's there, then... it shouldn't matter what your mom or brothers think. Yeah. No, uh, Misha is 100% correct when she says, hey, be proud of me. I'm proud of me. You be proud of me. That's what you would expect from a partner is for someone to be excited to introduce you to their family. Absolutely. And also, regardless of if you are religious or not, if you were married prior right? And you have kids, you get a divorce. It's, it's okay. You move on with your life. And if you meet someone who is a virgin because they were waiting for whatever, well, they need to accept you the way you are because you live the life. What's wrong with that? Yeah. It seems like Nicola would be a good candidate for having his mom arrange a marriage for him. Like he seems a lot. There's so many people we've seen on these shows or match me brothers. Like my mom wants to set me up. I don't want that. It's almost like Nicola's mom should set him up. Oh, with who? 
A 16-year-old? Oh, no, but because he seems like all he cares about is getting his mom's approval. Oh, I don't want to upset my mom. I want my mom to be proud. So then, okay, let your mom find someone for you if you're unwilling to stand up for your woman and be proud of your woman and introduce her to your family, then just let your mom find someone for you. Well, she can because mom is not a Christian. Well, she knows people. Wait, but he's looking for someone with the same faith because his faith is the most important thing for him. That's what connects him to Misha. True. It's the faith. True. Well, then I hope he, I hope he stands up and does what's right. And he needs to, otherwise I'm going to fly to Israel and smack him. <laughs> and we do a lot of sightseeing too. Yes. Maybe we'll go fishing. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about Therese's favorite, Statler and Dempsey. Dempsey favorite, Statler, I can't stand her. Because she reminds me of someone I know that I also can't stand. And mm. I just, ugh, it's just, I see all these similarities. And for me, just like seeing her with all these issues and expectations, I'm just like, no. And I think there is someone for Statler in the world who would be more aligned with who she is. But I don't think it's Dempsey. I think Dempsey sees the world a little differently. And now she's being put in this situation where she does have feeling for Statler, but is this going anywhere? Yeah, Teresa mistakenly called Dempsey Dumpsey on episode one. Just classic Teresa butchering. Classic butchering Teresa. I misspelled it in my notes. But then while we were watching the episode, Teresa goes, you know what? No, it is. It is Dumpsey because Dempsey should dump Statler. <laughs> and I said, well, that you're right about. Yeah. So is the morning after the fight, after the Valentine's Day fiasco. After the Smurfs. After the Smurfs. And Dempsey's not happy about last night. And uh, Statler basically coming out saying, well, my ex was supposed to pick me up at the airport and then spend the night with me to get some closure. But it didn't happen. That's, that's a big no-no. So she just kind of heads to work. And we see Statler sleeping on the sofa. Yeah. Well, Dempsey rightfully said, if Statler hasn't closed the chapter with her ex... She shouldn't be starting a new chapter with me, and she definitely shouldn't be looking to move in together. Yes. So that's that's just another reason that Dempsey is now hesitating and in, in progressing forward with this relationship. Yes. So she goes to work, Statler wakes up drinking a coffee, and she's like, what surprises me the most is Dempsey saying we're rushing into the things. We've known each other for months. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you just met. Talking online is one thing. Yeah. I don't consider that knowing someone for months. Because talking to someone online, you can... I would never trust that that person is that person fully. Because you can create their little persona, right? You're only talking online. It's way easier to talk online than being in person. No, completely. So for her to say, oh, I don't, I don't know why she says we're rushing into moving in. We've known each other for months. That's not true. You've it, known each other for two days and it sucked. Even if you knew each other in person for seven months, I still think a lot of people would go like, you're moving in after seven months. Yeah, very, seems, very quick. That seems pretty quick, very right? Very quick. So, yeah, I think they're definitely living in two different worlds. Yeah, I would never move in with you after seven months. No. 
And again, we know people who do move in that fast and it works out. But I feel like we know people who moved in this fast and, and it, it did didn't not. work out. Yeah. Right. So, yes, you, you, I don't think you fully know someone. You definitely don't know someone after seven months of talking online. Absolutely not. And you definitely don't know someone after two days of being in person. Yes. And so Team Dempsey. Team Dempsey all the way. Because Stathor is like, yeah, I don't even know if we're in a relationship right now. I'm like, I hope not. Yeah. She ends up FaceTiming her friend Natalie. And Natalie wants to check in, see how things are going. And Stathor says, well, going well. Last night was Valentine's Day. I put together the scavenger hunt. I told Dempsey I loved her. She said it back. But then I told her I wanted to move in. And things turned sour. You know why it's her saying I want to move in is one thing. Her saying I want to move in because my lease is up. That's horrible. It's horrible. Like I imagine like you and I before we moved in together, we were, we were talking about it for six months. That we will move in together and we align it with my lease ending. And you slowly moved in. It was like a natural move. Yeah, I think we moved in after a year and nine months. But yeah, I, I lived with you without. Yeah, officially. Yeah. Like I still had my place and I still spent some time there, but officially, but. That took us six months to talk about it, trying to figure out if I should move in with you, we should find a new place together. There was a lot of logistics. If I came at you and said, hey, John, my lease is up in a month, moving in, you would be like, are you? Like, are you trying to move in with me because you have no place to go? Yeah, it's a circumstantial move in. But here's what I would say. I still think Statler would want to move in ASAP, even if her lease wasn't ending. So I don't think it's, oh, you only want to move here because your lease is ending. I think that's convenient for her. I think Staller is pedal to the metal and would move in after a couple of months regardless. Yeah, that's that's wrong. And maybe it has something to do with her being ADHD. She just moves a little faster and she kind of says it. So I get that. But at the same time, come on, pause, think about things. You have multiple failed relationships because of you rushing into things. Yeah. You have real life examples of what does not work. Why yeah. are you doing it again? Yeah. Well, Natalie was very smart because Natalie said, did you ask her to move in or did you tell her you were moving in? And so I was like, well, I guess I, I kind of told her. And Natalie goes, okay, that's, yeah, that's a lot for one Valentine's Day. And Sally goes, yeah. And then the conversation ended with me talking about my ex and how she wanted to meet me at the airport. And Dempsey felt like she didn't even know me at that point. And Natalie makes such a great point when she goes, well, maybe when you tell her these things, Dempsey starts to feel like she's not that special. She starts to feel like she's just an option. Yeah. Right. You got your ex, you got Dempsey, you got whoever else. And I didn't think of it that way. But I guess we kind of danced around it where it's like, yeah, it seems like she seems like Stella just wants to move to England. I said it from day one. She right. wants to move to England. And yeah, she's just looking at who is going to facilitate that move for her. Because she broke up with her ex four months before starting to talk to Dempsey, which is nothing. It's super fresh. So basically four months before she started talking to Dempsey, she was about to move to England. Yep. But her ex said, hey, moving too fast. Let's call it quits. So yep. now she's doing it again, which is wrong. And I'm glad that at least she has a friend who's like, probably too fast and not a good idea, right? You you need to rethink what you do. Yeah, try to live in the moment, Natalie says. Put the serious talk on the back burner. You don't want to scare Dempsey off. 
But Staller doesn't seem to be taking this advice because she's like, well, I don't want to pump the brakes and I, I still want to try to talk to Dempsey into, into moving forward and moving in together. Yeah. So Dempsey comes home later that day and they're chatting and Dempsey tells her, hey, I feel upset about last night. And she's like, I don't think moving in is a good idea. It would just be too much. Well, it's not too much for me. That's what Styler says. Yeah. Then she's like, well, let's just enjoy each other now. And when you go home, we can reflect and think. Think about how these two weeks really went. And Styler's like, well, is this going nowhere? I don't want to waste my time. If, if I don't move here, it's going at a pace of a dead snail. Well... So what, is she not going to renew her lease at all? Like, what's her plan? It's just proof when she says, oh, this is going nowhere then. It's just proof that all she really wants to do is move to... Oh, yeah. You're you're putting England over Dempsey. It's not like, oh, I don't want to lose you. I'm willing to do anything so that we can keep this relationship going and we'll be on good terms. It's like, oh, well, if we're not moving in together, then we're not going anywhere together. Unless she's running away from something. She's just trying to leave the U.S. Ooh. That would be juicy. Yeah. But then Dempsey brings up the ex. She's like, yeah, like that was just what? You were going to meet her and spend the night with her. And Statler was like, well, it was talked about, but it did not happen. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Just the fact that you talked to her about it, just the fact that you're still talking to your ex, that's wrong. Completely. I also didn't like how... Stalher was trying to make it seem like she's sacrificing so much to be with Dempsey. She's like, I'm, I'm all in for you. I'm willing to leave my country behind for you. It's like, you want to leave America. All you want to do is to leave America. <laughs> yeah, there are certain couples who, yes, that is a thing. I'm giving up my country. I'm moving to a foreign land for you. No, that's literally Statler's key thing is, who can I find in England so that I can move to England? Oh, yeah. And then she kind of turns it back at, you know, all I ever wanted is to be loved and accepted because um, I'm adopted and no one loved me from day one. Which it's sad. It but is. It's unfair to put that on Dempsey. Yeah. It's she's doing the whole like, oh, what's wrong with me? Nobody loves me. It's like, OK, well, first of all, this happened in your childhood. I get that it affected you, but Dempsey had zero to do with it. And also, relationships fail all the time. And it's not a, a you thing when it's a relationship failing. It's an us thing. Not everyone's compatible. Not every relationship's going to work out. Yes. So for Staller to put that on Dempsey is completely unrealistic and unfair. It's just mm -hmm. a, hey, maybe you guys aren't compatible. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, Staller. Yeah, and Dempsey says, I still want, want to be with you. I just want to take things slowly. I still want to introduce you to my friends, apparently. I hope that goes really bad, so she finally dumps her. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, I just want to take things slowly. Like, can we just take things slowly? And Statler is like, well, I will try because I love you. And then she turns to the camera, so she's like, oh, I, I, I hope that she will change her mind by the end of the trip for me to move in. Yeah. Like she's going into this thinking, okay, I got to change her mind so I can move in. That's her goal. That's her ultimate goal is to move to England. Yeah. And there's no compromise. One of our key C's mm. in the four C's is compromise. And there's just none of that. Sal is like, no, this is what I want. I want to move in. My lease is up. I'm going to move in. Like not, okay, 
well, how about maybe you move to England, like was suggested, but not live with me? Or how about you just go month to month and mm-hmm. we can play by year? Like a little compromise goes a long way. Also, what's her plan? Like she wants to move to England. Cool. What's your plan on getting that type of visa? What's your plan on what are you going to do for work? Are you going to be doing what Dempsey's doing? Did you even talk to that guy? Is there a potential position for you? If not, what are you going to do? She does work remotely now. Mm. And I feel like maybe she could continue to do that. A lot of a lot of companies don't allow you to work outside of the I US. Know. It has something to do with taxes and like GDPR and stuff. Yeah. So it's not that easy. And there are a lot of firms out there who are now saying like, nope. Yeah. Maybe she could work on on the farm. I could see. Yeah, but I can I cannot see her working on a farm, I'll tell you that. But at the same time, she thinks you have no plan. You just want to move without having a plan, which for me, it's ridiculous. So then what? You're going to live off of Dempsey unless she has some money saved up for a while? I don't know. And she also hates Dempsey's living conditions. Yeah. So it's like, are you, again, with the compromise thing, are you going to move there and be like, all right, well, now we actually have to move somewhere with hot water and whatever else she needs to be comfortable? Or is she willing to compromise and be like, okay, well, I'm in England. I get that but I will, I'll live in your caravan. It doesn't yeah. seem like there's any compromise here. No. We'll see how this turns out. All right. Last, Is certainly, certainly oh, not yeah. least. Christian and Cleo. So things still a little tense, but they're going to try to move forward. Today's the day they're going to meet Cleo's friend, Evelina, to do a little couple's astrology reading. Yes. And Cleo is a believer. Christian is not because, as he says, he's like, I was born on the same day as Donald Trump. And do I have the same personality? And then he does this impersonation and kind of nails it. It was really good. Kind of nailed the Trump impersonation. It was really good. I was like, holy shit, that's not bad at all. It's not bad. So, okay. Cut to them meeting Evelina. Are they at a restaurant? I don't know. Does does she not have an office? Or like, how am I supposed to take this? I don't take it serious to begin with. But you're doing it in like a busy Starbucks? I don't know. I didn't pick up on that. I know there is some sort of a math and all this kind of stuff you can kind of do with the planets. I just don't. I also don't believe in that. No. Because I just don't. You can change your mind instantly as a human being, right? I can change my mind a second. Then... How do the stars or the planets know? Well, people would say it's all, that's all a part of it. Is that I, you didn't really, you think you changed your mind, but that was all predetermined. That was I all. know so many people who live by this. And I, one of my best friends, Daniela, mm-hmm. she's all about this whole Mer- Mercury in retrograde. Oh right? yeah, a lot of people are. Remember, when I moved in with you, actually, we just talked about it. We ordered that freaking furniture from Ikea. That we had all these issues uh, yeah. with. And I told Daniela, I was like, can you believe it? Like, they, I forgot what it was. They forgot to deliver or they, they overcharged us yeah. and they shipped it twice. So I was telling Daniela, she goes like, dude, I told you don't do it. I told you wait three weeks. It's Mercury in retrograde. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's Ikea. I think it's their delivery service. Right. But there's a, there's a thing called coincidence. People yes. like to assign coincidences to, to have greater meeting, but it's usually not the case. 
Yeah. Like my friend was literally planning when she wanted to get pregnant. She had these windows of opportunities. So the kid would be born not on Mercury in retrograde. Yeah. I mean, hey, we have our own superstitions. Everyone's got their things. Oh, man, I'm I'm very superstitious. So, yeah. You are a little stitious. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm superstitious. <laughs> I'm a little stitious. Uh, okay. So Evelina opens up her laptop, whips out some charts and says, you guys are connected on a subconscious level and and you don't know why you're so pulled toward each other, but you are. And she says, you, you value communication. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but you, Christian, you, you lack some tact and sensitivity. And there is also lack of empathy. Sounds exactly like Trump to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're wrong, Christian. Well, let's not get political on this podcast. Well, I think everyone would agree with that. I'm not taking sides. I'm just calling it as it is. But this doesn't sound too good to Cleo. No, there's a lot that's clashing here. Mm-hmm. The, the personal charts are, are clashing. Yes, and the astrology friend also says, I forget her name. Evelina. <laughs> Evelina. Yeah. She says that, well, you, it, I can see that you, you see each other as enemies at times. And Christian's like, that's right. I, I can think of a situation. Wait, I miss this. Really? I saw, so Evelina said there are some situations you'll have to work on together and you may not stay together, but I didn't hear an enemy thing. Yeah. She said at times you might see yourself as enemies and Christian came, came up and said, well, yeah, I can can think of a situation. Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, Cleo started to cry. Yes. it, It got emotional of her because she started to flash back to them when they would talk on WhatsApp and things were great early on in the relationship, they were messaging other back and forth and it made her nostalgic for those times because apparently ever since Christian arrived, she's felt like it's just been problem after problem. Yes. So it's going to dug up some feels for Cleo here. For sure. Yeah. Mm. Let's Mm. see. Let's see if these Ah. two can make it. All right. I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> I saw some spoilers, but I don't trust all spoilers. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the episode. Woo. There was ups and downs and ins and outs. Ups and downs, ins and outs. That's exactly what 90 Day Season 6 before the 90 Day does. You got that right. All right. If you want more, if you want even more, if you want to hear our thoughts on the other way, you can. It's on Patreon, patreon.com slash reality. It's on Supercast. MarriedToReality.Supercast.com. So check it out. Cousins Club, Family Affair. That's got that's got the other way. If you want just ad-free episodes and whatever bonuses we throw up on Patreon, you can get that starting at the Friends with Benefits level. It's the $3 level. Yes. So check it out. Also, make sure you're following us on Instagram at MarriedToRealityPod. It's a good time over there. You can message us. We'd love to chat with you. When we say call in, that's where you call in on Instagram. Exactly. At MarriedToRealityPod. <laughs> I'm just letting you finish. All right. Also, make sure you are following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it is hood. Here's the beautiful review from Teresita. Tita Teresita. Yes. Doesn't get better than that. So thank you again, Tita Teresita. And if you haven't left the review, please do. We love the love. And if you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on this podcast right here. Correct. All right. That is it. I've said it all. Nay, I've said too much.
And you, Teresa, have you said it all? Have you met me? Yes. You said it all. You said it all. It means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.